0: Digest.
1: It is 1700 hours Central African time. Hello, welcome to Africa Digest on China, Africa, as we give you news from an African perspective. We are in Johannesburg in South Africa, and you can find us on 9625kHz, that is, on the 31-meter band to Southern Africa, and on 802 on the DSTV audio bouquet. I am Spumalele Lezondi and I'm with Jola Netulo, Hussane Matebula, and Neto Chimane. Your top stories. At least 42 people killed and dozens injured in the Central African Republic, fighting between rival armed factions. Malawi's Anti-Corruption Bureau arrested Rhodes' Authority chief for allegedly awarding himself a contract. In economics, a row over Central Bank independence could worsen South Africa's bond sell off And in sport, South African World number 4 wheelchair tennis ace advances to semifinals of the French Open Super Series tournament. Here's Joanne Etulo.
2: Thank you, Spumalele. Good afternoon. Kenyan President Uhuru Kenyatta has announced he will hand over power peacefully to the winner if defeated in this year's presidential election to be held on the 8th of August. Kenyatta is challenged by veteran opposition leader Raila Odinga. Odinga has not said publicly if he will accept defeat should Kenyatta emerge victorious in the election described by political commentators as the toughest. Kenyatta elaborates.
0: For the peaceful transition of power. I urge my successor to love and care for this great nation, as I have tried to do, in 202, when I lost the elections. I conceded long before the vote count was even completed. That action ensured a smooth transition. I am proud for that record of conceding, and I urge, or maybe even challenge, my competitors in this year's contest to pronounce themselves in this matter and to
2: ensure peace and the of the majority of Nearly a hundred people have reportedly been killed and dozens injured in the Central African Republic town of Bria in fighting between rival armed factions. The clashes erupted after the CR government and rebel groups agreed to an immediate ceasefire ending in or rather aimed at ending violence in the strife-torn country, uh, doctors Zuthard Borders, Head of Mission in CAR, and marie Boyal-Dieu. in India has
0: happened yesterday in the town. Almost now, almost all the town population has been displaced. Um whole neighborhood has been burnt down. People are now living in um, in very bad condition on the sites where humanitarian aid is extremely slow to arrive. It's now Rainy children as well. Children are picking outside. Those mosquitoes, for example, might uh, many of them might contract malaria, maybe malaria. So all these people are also the casualties of uh, this conflict. So that means an uh, conflict for the most.
2: Often. Global Medical Aid Agency Doctors Without Borders, or MSF, is calling for a longer-term and more cost-effective solution for refugees in Uganda. Following 55% cuts to the monthly food rations distributed by the World Food Programme, the number of people critically short of food in the settlements has become a major concern. Governments and global organizations are due to meet in the country's capital, Kampala, in the next two days to raise funds for Uganda's refugee response. Tara Newell from the MSF's Uganda Emergency Disc explains.
0: The shortage of food supply, so people were crossing over looking for, for whatever they could eat. They're getting their food rations distributed by the World Food Programme, but even those now have been cut. So people who were already getting too little food are now getting half the amount of food they were getting um, previously. And this is actually pushing people to do all sorts of things, like registering multiple times in multiple camps to get food rations in more than one place. They can have enough food to feed their families, and in some
2: cases, uh, potentially choosing to, to cross back into South Sudan. The Botswana government has dismissed reports spread on social media that its former president, Sir Kitumile Masire, has died. Government spokesperson Jeff Ramsey says Masire uh, still remains in ICU in a hospital in the capital, Khabarone. Ninety-one-year-old Masire was hospitalized last Friday. He was Botswana's first vice president after independence in 1966 and then served as president from 1980 until 1999. Since then, he has led various diplomatic initiatives in Africa, including chairing a that investigated the 1994 Rwanda genocide and coordinating the Congolese national dialogue Botswana government spokesperson Jeff Ramsey what I can confirm because I've
0: been in touch with the family uh, within the last hour is no you remain, the ICU, that is under
2: And finally, the number of people moving to Britain from Eastern Europe have fallen by around a third since the Brexit vote. This according to a study released that suggested that the plunge of the pound could be to blame. The study focused on eight countries that became part of the EU in 2004. Amongst others are the Czech Republic, Estonia, Hungary, Slovakia and Slovenia. For Channel Africa, I'm Jolani Tulo.
3: Digest. You're listening to Africa Digest.
1: 1707 Central African time. Now, at least 42 people were killed and dozens injured in the Central African Republic town of Bria in fighting between rival armed factions. The clashes erupted after the C.A.R. government and rebel groups agreed to an immediate ceasefire. It's aimed at ending violence in the strife-torn country. C.A.R. is one of the poorest countries in the world and has been plagued by conflict since 2013. The conflict has been between the mainly Muslim Seleka rebels and the Christian anti-Balaka militia that started after the overthrow of former leader Francois Bozize. According to Anne-Marie Boyeldo, Director's Without Borders Head of Mission for the Central African Republic, the humanitarian situation on the ground is dire following the deadly clashes yesterday.
0: Around six o'clock in the morning, As we opened the heard, uh, By nine thirty, we already had received thirty-six wounded people, and by the end of the day, there we were forty-three injured people. Uh, who have been scared of Describe the situation for us, and Marie. What is the situation like on the ground? Are you getting any sense that the historic peace agreement that was signed on Monday will ever hold? Uh, well, the situation in we fighting happened yesterday in the town. Almost now, almost all the town population has been displaced. Um, whole neighborhood has been burnt down. People are now living in um, in very bad condition, on the sites where humanitarian aid is extremely slow to arrive. Av- it's now. That- when you see them at work, children are sleeping the we develop multiple network control. This might, uh, Many of them might contact malaria, maybe in So all these people are also the casualties of uh, this conflict, and so that means i uh, for the most In terms of those who have been injured, are you able to help them in terms of giving them medical attention? All the patients who... Um, all the working people who arrived at the hospital have been, uh, have been uh, treated and received uh, uh, medical treatment. Some of them have been even referred to our uh, sub-treatment in, in Bangui for further
1: uh, treatment. That is Anne-Marie Boyle from the medical charity organization Doctors Without Borders on the land from Bernui in the Central African Republic talking to Channel Africa's Kumbero Munjarade. Former South African President Khalil Motlanta says that there are lessons to be drawn from life and character of fallen Namibian struggle icon Andimba Doivo Yadoivo. Doivo Yadoivo was one of the key co-founders of Namibia's liberation movement, SWAPO. Motlanta was giving a keynote address at Doivo's memorial service held at the Nelson Mandela Foundation in Johannesburg. The event was organized by the Ex-Robin Island Political Prisoners Association. Domelo Zulu attended the memorial.
0: Andimba Herman Toivo Yatoivo, a former Rhode Island political prisoner who endured 16 years of incarceration alongside icons like Nelson Mandela, Walter Sisulu, and Ahmed Katara. Toivo Yatoivo is the longest-serving political prisoner of Namibia. Toivo Yatoivo meaning hope of hope, a character that most agreed like he personified. Former President Khalima Mutanti says Toivo's leadership was one of its kind. Oh, eight, four, eight, Whose life exemplifies the oft quoted ideal that asks that we lead by example. Comrade Doevo Yadoevo possessed an incisive mind, sharp tongue, and unshakable spirit. When speaking of him, his fellow prisoners often attest to his unfaltering character. Even when incarcerated and facing the brutal conditions of Robben Island, Comrade toevo refused to participate in the prison classification system by the fact that it might have mitigated the severity of his experience. He says Toevo's life was dedicated to the emancipation of the poor. Indeed, the character of Comrade toevo life was defined by where he stood at times of challenge and controversy. Always choosing the side of the oppressed and refusing complicity with the morally degenerate system of apartheid. We are poor for this immense loss felt not only in Namibia but in South Africa and across the continent of Africa. Such is the effect of the life of one who extended his activist humanity across the lines of borders constructed between us as we ensure that the ripples of his life swell the souls of those who have devoted their lives to affecting change that is dedicated to social justice and emboldened by humanist consciousness. In our attempts to do so, we are required to recall the vision and ideas that inspired his commitment to improving both the human condition and the material lives of the oppressed. Namibian Ambassador Vicom Gwete described the struggle icon as one that modelled true African leadership. He says Tivo at the interest of the people of Namibia at heart. Already, dedicated his life to the cause for freedom and restoration of human dignity for the African people. From the onset of liberation, Andimba Trevo served as Minister of Mineral Forces and was later made Minister of Correctional Services and Prisons from 2002 to 2007. The ambassador says Trevo was a man of good character who always took his ground. Throughout the long years of our liberation struggle, Comrade maintained the principle he articulated. In the Pretoria Supreme Court during his trial in 1968, where he told Judge Rudolph, and I quote, I am a loyal Namibian and I will not betray my people to their enemies. He further pointed out, I know that the struggle will be long and bitter. I also know that my people wait that struggle, whatever the cost but He maintains Toivo's mission has been accomplished. Comrade Antimba Toivo has successfully completed his mission. He left us with a vivid example of commitment, education, and his selfless sacrifice for his mother in Namibia. Will be forever cherished for many generations to come. Comrade Yatengo's name will they remain a living source of inspiration to us all because it occupied a proud place among those of the fallen heroes and heroines of our liberation struggle for freedom and independence of both. Namibia, South Africa, and our African continent at to will be buried on the 24th of June in Namibia. And reporting for Channel Africa, I'm um, Johannesburg, South Africa. This is Channel Africa, South Africa's international radio station on shortwave,
3: internet, and satellite. Listen to Channel Africa in English, Bislama, French, Swazi, Portuguese, and Kinyarwanda.
1: 1716 Central African Time is to listen to Africa Digest. Now EFF President Julius Malema has told some of South Africa's leading property owners that they are beneficiaries of a crime against humanity. Malema was a keynote speaker at the annual conference of the South African Property Owners Association in Cape Town. He went on to urge the industry to take steps to ensure that poor South Africans have access to land by releasing land that is lying unused. Joseph Musia reports.
3: Malemai expressed shock that he
0: had been invited to speak at the conference, but he said he understood this to mean the organizers were not too sensitive to the truth. He then went to town telling them that the property they own was stolen through the disposition of black people in this country. The sitting here today are beneficiaries of a crime against Yet in addition, you are also the greatest beneficiaries of the post apartheid order. You benefit from the oppression of the property. Yes. There you also benefit from a democracy that was brought by the properties, yet they still remain in that position
3: even as you have gotten richer. The ethical content of your success is therefore not
0: only questionable, but it proves that you you privilege
3: profit, create over-inclusive and historical reconciliation reports.
0: Malema told the delegates that when the EFL comes to power, all land will be held by the state and will be used for the benefit of all the people. We need the state to then say all of this land, including Marloma's house, everyone else, this land belongs to the state. And then it shall be annotated back to the same person. It it so. If it's a residential, it's a residential under so-and-so. If it's office park it's office park under so-and-so. We leave it back to you as the state as long as the purpose clearly defined on what that piece of land is used for, A number of people, including ANC leaders, have dismissed the idea of white monopoly capital as a creation of a British consultant, Ben Pottinger, on behalf of the Guptas. Malema says, however, this is not the case at all. We spoke about white monopoly capital long before the London jet came here. We spoke (laughs) about white monopoly capital before Guptas became president. Actually, if you go and read the youth league resolutions of the 2011 conference, we characterize white monopoly capital So, Uh white monopoly capital does exist because there was a deliberate creation of that capital, of white monopoly. Rupert is one of them. Rupert is one of the people our economy. He also warned them that it is in their best interest to support efforts by his party and others to fight corruption in the state. He said if corruption is not kept, their businesses are in danger. You control properties in South Africa, And you know that this corruption will, corrupt, will collapse the state. Yet you don't use your money to fight this corruption. You allow the penniless people to fight corruption on your PR. because once the state has collapsed then you must know your business will mean nothing you don't even make a contribution to the EFF or all parties that are engaged in litigation against
1: corruption yet you claim to be fighting corruption the report was compiled by Joseph Musi and ending it is Julius Malima
2: For Channel Africa, I am Diana Manyonye in Mombasa. For Channel Africa, I'm Kumbra Mugerere in
3: Johannesburg. Channel Africa in Chasa, Shandawe and Mwezi. Reporting for Channel Africa from Zambia. Channel Africa, bringing you the African speaker.
1: Your time is 17.21 Central African time right here on Channel Africa as we give you news from an African perspective. Remember that you can find us on Twitter. It's info at channelafrica.co.za. That is info at channelafrica.co.za. You can also send us tweets on Channel Africa 1. It is a Channel Africa channelafrica1 on Twitter.
3: American. You can now listen to General Africa by
0: phone six zero five four seven one seven double one. So, if you are a General African listener in America, simply dial 605 47
3: General Africa, giving you the African perspective. <music>
1: It is 1723 Central African Time. You are listening to Africa Digest. My name is Spomela Lizondi. I'm with you until 1800 hours right here on Channel Africa as we give you news from an African perspective. Now, Malawi's Anti-Corruption Bureau Chief, um, ACB, rather, Malawi's Anti-Corruption Bureau, that is ACB, has arrested Rhodes Authority Chief Executive Trevor Hewer for corruptly awarding himself a $303,823 contract. Hewa faces corruption charges. Rogers after being accused of recommending his InfraCon Limited to the World Bank to be awarded a contract worth $303,823 for the design and supervision of various roads construction in central and southern regions of Malawi without the approval of Internal Procurement Committee that is IPC and without declaring interest. ACB Director General Lucas Gondowe in a telephone interview on Tuesday morning confirmed his officers' arrest a man suspected to have engaged himself in corrupt dealings but could not be drawn further into comment now our reporter in Malawi judge Mohanga joins us on the line hello George
4: yes hello how are you this
1: evening I'm all right now George if you can just tell us more about um, this contract firstly um, can you just brief us about what contract it was
4: Of course, uh, this uh, contract was indeed uh, awarded to the uh, company that belongs to the fired, now the arrested, uh, Trevor Hill, who used to be head one of the uh, uh, senior positions in a government, which is a public office, Roads Authority, which, you know, looks into issues of road construction, maintenance here in Malawi, and it was formerly known as National Roads Authority, but it transpired that uh, in his dealing with uh, the funds that came from World Bank, he submitted it to his own company. He recommended, it to, to, he recommended it to World Bank that a certain company would do, but perhaps now it has transpired that that was his company. So that is why uh, the anti-corruption bureau zeroed in, to say that that is part and parcel of abuse of public office and plunder of, you know, donor money. So that is why he has been arrested, and of course, he is likely to face charges of corruption.
1: Uh-huh. And um, tell us about the investigation. Have they said anything about the investigation and um, how they eventually got to this point and finding out all of this?
4: The investigations was mounted by the Anti-Corruption Bureau since. This issue came into the public domain through a media publication uh, that was early last year when it transpired that he was linked in this dubious dealings with some of his officers, but uh, at this time, according to the investigation, they all point uh, fingers at him, that is Mr. Hewa, to say he is the only person currently who is facing or who is suspected to have uh, abused the public office and having awarded This uh, uh, contract with his own company. Uh, Some of the officers in the office, you know, claim to say to have no knowledge about this, but investigations really point at him to have offered himself a contract using his own company.
1: Mm. Um, Are there any accomplices here?
4: Currently, there are no accomplices, but uh, according to ACB, they say that uh, investigations are still going on to prove whether other people are also involved in these kind of dealings or not. But they have asked for ample time before they establish, before they established as to who uh, are the, uh, his accomplices could be, because currently they are saying that uh, it could be, will jeopardize their the investigation into him. But if he appears in court, that's when they can now start cracking on some of the people suspected to be his accomplices.
1: Is it the first such um, arrest in Malawi where um, a high-profile figure has been arrested for um, either allegedly recommending himself or his company for um, such a big contract?
4: This is not the first time for a senior person in government to have uh, awarded himself a contract or been arrested uh, on similar suspected charges. As you might recall, 2013, when there was this public plunder of, uh, of, of, of local resources and donor money, known as cash a number of public officers were arrested, and they were arrested just because they gave themselves some contracts. You know, they did not even go through a public tender, but what happened was that they were awarding these contracts to themselves or to their brothers or to their sisters, so that happened. And of course, suffice to say that even in 2006, issues of corruption here in Malawi are so rampant and some of the cases have not been concluded. As you might recall, the 1.7 billion or the 11 million US dollar public plunder of money where the former president channeled money, donor money into his personal accounts, so that case is still you know, gathering dust in the courts of law here in Malawi. Even the country cases, most of them have not been concluded. So these things are not strange, but they are painting a bad picture on how Malawi authorities are, are, are handling taxpayers and donor funds. So it's, it's really a, 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 a dent in terms of uh, how Malawi players you know, are uh, globally and locally in terms of you know keeping the taxpayers safe and donor funds.
1: Mm. Um, have there been any convictions on Cashgate?
4: In terms of uh, convictions to do with the uh, country, since 2011, 2012, 2013, I should say, 2013, uh, it's only one person, it's not three persons, that are, you know, well known to have been convicted. One of them is uh, the late uh, Principal Secretary, the Minister of Tourism, Teresa and who just passed on this year after having been convicted. Of course, he was a... Uh, uh, he, I mean, she, 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 she got sick and then she she, she died so uh, others are uh, the the, the tourists who were you know answering similar charges but of course maybe there's some you know, three or five but these are you know uh, minor 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 figures uh still being in are yet to be handled and are still being handled in the courts but its future it looks very 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 busy
1: and have the donors made any Pronouncements on um, the money being plundered?
4: The donors, in terms of say, World Bank, International Monetary Fund, and Germany, Britain, United States of America, maybe even the South African government, have been on a number of times spoken about how you know, uh, uh, unhappy they are at the public plunder of resources in Malawi. One, uh, one example is that of suspension of uh, 150 million US dollars by a group of countries including IMF and World Bank City as stopped. then, they, uh, they suspended that aid. So, I mean, th- that signals the fact that they are not very happy. But with these recent developments, that's why maybe Malawi now is diverting the whole attention to yes. using, uh, I mean, having a budget which is locally funded. But still more, at Capitol Hill, that's where most of these, you know, dubious deals, according to some commentators, are happening. So that paints a uh-huh. picture on the donors once more and even local taxpayers.
1: All right, thank you very much for joining us, George Mohango. George Mohango there is a correspondent in Lilongwe in Malawi. It's something for News Headlines. Here's Jola Ntulo.
2: Thank you, Pumelele, making headlines. Nearly a hundred people have reportedly been killed and dozens injured in the Central African Republic town of Bria in fighting between rival-armed factions. Kenyan President Uhuru Kenyatta has announced he will hand over power peacefully to the winner if defeated in this year's presidential election to be held on the 8th of August. And finally, Global Medical Aid Agency Doctors Without Borders, or MSF, is calling for a longer-term and more cost-effective solution for refugees in Uganda. For Channel Africa, I'm Johnny Tulo.
3: Africa Digest you're listening to
0: Africa Digest.
1: 1733 Central African Time, thanks very much for staying with us. Now, a 37-year-old South Sudanese woman has seen soldiers tie her husband to a tree and stab him multiple times until he died. This is one of the many horrific accounts of torture, rape and killings that White Group's Amnesty International has heard from the country's refugees fleeing to Uganda. Amnesty International says donors are failing in their obligation to help Uganda support these thousands of refugees fleeing the violence. The current funding shortfall rem- means that many of them are not receiving basic services such as food, water and shelter. More from Michelle Kagari, Deputy Regional Director at Amnesty International in Kenya. Well, as we speak, Uganda is hosting
0: the largest amount of refugees in the the bulk of these refugees are from South Sudan. At the last count, Uganda was hosting 900,000 South Sudanese refugees. The bulk of them have fled to Uganda from the Equatorial region. This inflow is linked to fighting that resumed in South Sudan post-July when the fighting between Riek Masha and Salvatore's forces started up again. What we found when we went on mission was that they have put an incredible strain on Uganda's refugee response program. What we found was that the access to humanitarian services, the availability of humanitarian services, as well as the quality of humanitarian services um, was all under incredible strain. We got reports from refugees where They were saying that access to potable water in adequate amounts is a problem, Um, adequate food is a problem. Women, headed households, the older people, children, people with disabilities, they all need a different kind of humanitarian service because they are persons with special needs. Those are not being provided. Michelle, there are a number of horrific stories that Amnesty researchers have heard from um, these refugees who are now in Uganda. If you can just talk us through some of the stories, we you know um, their cases of rape, of, of murders that um, Amnesty has heard. Certainly the people that we spoke to have been fleeing the conflict. Um, Quite a number of them are either victims of human rights violations or have witnessed human rights violations. So we had several accounts of women who saw their husbands being killed in front of them. We had an account of a woman whose husband was taken, tied to a tree and they stabbed him until he died. Then after that they raped her and when she tried to resist one of the men that just picked her in her private parts, she's still suffering from injuries. Those injuries cannot be adequately treated because there is insufficient funds to provide um, treatment. One person told us that they witnessed a boy who was um, attacked by the FPLA soldiers, government soldiers, um, they stuffed dried grass up um, up his uh, rectum and set it on fire, and then they watched him until he burnt to death. Um, and they felt nothing. We had other reports of people being stopped at checkpoints um, and then being pushed into the bushes. Um, the soldiers didn't care whether you're lactating,
3: whether you're pregnant. There was one woman who pleaded; she was trying to say she was on. she was
0: menstruating. They wanted proof. Um, and it's only her aunt who was able to plead and they let her go. So the cases that we have, we've been hearing are quite horrific. Um, these people are traumatized, but the kind of support, that you know, they need psychosocial support, they need counseling, but this is really not available right now in Uganda. Meanwhile, the fighting continues,
3: so the refugees continue to flow as the political process has stalled.
0: And, of course, Amnesty then says, you know, donors are failing these millions of refugees who continue to flee South Sudan. How um, are these um, refugees being failed by donors? If you recall, there has been a refugee crisis, the European refugee crisis, from about two years ago, and that
3: triggered a summit that was held in New York last year. And as a
0: result of that summit, the members of the UN General Assembly, they all agreed to a comprehensive refugee response framework. Uganda's refugee response is part of this comprehensive refugee response. Part of what was agreed under this framework was that every country would contribute to ensure that host countries that are dealing with refugees are fully supported with their hosting. As we speak right now, the appeal for Uganda's refugee response is only 18% funded. So that is how they are failing. They've made commitments, they said, yes, 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 we are agreeing that we have a responsibility. We are agreeing
3: that countries that are hosting refugees need to be given the support to provide a comprehensive
0: response that, yes, 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 we shall do something about it. Barely is six months later they've done nothing. Now, there is this solidarity conference that is starting later this week, and really this is the last opportunity for the international community to step up and live up to their own promises. It is very clear that without the kind of support that is needed, Uganda can't cope. Uganda's policy when it comes to refugees is one of the most progressive in the region. The refugee response really embeds empowerment of refugees and an approach that integrates refugees into the community. They are not putting refugees into a camp for refugees. They are part of the community, they are given land, and they are supported to integrate. Now, as it is even right now, they are not able to do that properly. Even the basic humanitarian response is not happening appropriately. And if the funding doesn't
1: come through, This innovative and progressive approach is dead in the water. It cannot happen. That is Michelle Kagari, Deputy Regional Director at Amnesty International in Kenya, talking to Komoto Mopulane. The urology hospital in South Africa's capital, Pretoria, has advised that the safest way to be circumcised is in a hospital or clinical environment to ensure protection against complications such as infection. With the male circumcision season underway in South Africa, the hospital says uh, by choosing a clinical environment, patients are safeguarding against a host of potential hazards, including unnecessary injury and excessive bleeding. Dr. Audion Ayre is a urologist at the hospital. The circumcision, even though it's
0: considered a very minor procedure, has been seen quite commonly in this country and uh, even outside. they has been associated with a lot of complications, as it were, by means of uh, infection, bone breakdown, sepsis, to much more serious complications like fistula uh, fistula is an abnormal opening between the pipe and the penis to the skin. Many of these things which can be avoided by the simple performance of this procedure in a normal hospital setting. Where all necessary precautionary measures have been taken, you know, it is there on the environment or the necessary equipment, and there we get more and more specialized equipment. Many of these things, of course, are offered in the urology hospital, for example. How many direct deaths <laughs> are caused complications due to unsafe procedures? The number. Particularly, I wouldn't have right at my fingertips, but I know they would vary, especially when you consider the situation of of medical circumcision versus traditional circumcision. Some of these things shrouded in secrecy, particular numbers we cannot really say at this stage. In my opinion, one circumcision mortality is one way too many. about the procedure in the medical hospitalization. Is it known exactly how much that's been used be removed by the conditions for which of infection infection? The amount of skin that should be removed, is essentially that piece of skin which covers the head in that's what the medical would call the glass, multiple different methods of removing this. But essentially, the final result should be a circumference of the season when she moves the skin exposed that you really To contract the virus as compared to someone without the force case. You mentioned several complications associated with conventional medical circumcision. Are there any complications of conventional male Yes, actually, anything really, any surgery would have its complications. For example, if we talk about a child, which is the most common, for example, you're second, you were heading towards the circumcision where all the kids were coming, you have your anesthetic complications, your surgical complications, and you have your early IQ. Uh, even with medication where you see that huge conflict with these trends, myriad really of uh, complications. And aesthetic complications, worst case scenario, yeah, well, You know, not, uh, it's uh, possible that, uh, that the person could be mine. But in terms of incidents, my experience, I have a out of it's exactly happening once. But we have to document it has to be documented because we know that it has happened all the time, some way, somehow. They yeah, are just so extremely rare, you know, like, uh, so it is unlikely that something should happen. However, I think what I do mentioned. So, yes, uh, knew, and, uh, you already know, and having anesthetic complications, the child could have a little progress, uh, effect the effects with inducing agents of the gas, and surgically, so like I mentioned, you know, maybe it won't break down. The line that Armory Food and Armory still could break down, you cl- cl- uh, could have bleeding. The most significant or most common complication, I should mention, is bleeding. Okay. We cannot shy away from the fact that people believe that mm. the only way to be circumcised is to go to the mountains <staplask>. as <Lalas> a line of passage into the mountain. To think that clinical and traditional circumcision services can work together to avoid death synergies, complications during circumcisions, of course, while preserving the social cultural importance of the process yes, in fact, as we speak to exactly what's trying to be done, we're trying to slowly involve the medical personnel with the traditional. To be fair, they are quite receptive, you know, so you are having a situation of a coalition of both medical as well as the traditional.
1: That is Dr. Odion Ayre, a urologist at the Urology Hospital in Pretoria in South Africa, speaking to Elizabeth Lidecha, 1745 Central African Time, your economics news now.
0: to collect an own space and which should the space climate for the community to initiate a process following the course of the amendment of the world of the and Reserve Bank this it's also that to the against which saying it poses a serious risk to the financial system. The revolt has been going against the order which in am on the list. of the South African Banking Association, the ANC, the Indian East, that's saying that she had exceeded her mandate. the country. And I hear the issues which have been raised, and I would have appreciated if people have read the report and understand the legal basis, the facts, why I took that particular decision. Because in this instance, it's a remedial action to the portfolio committee to say, initiate a process which is within the law. Because the portfolio committee can then decide okay, they initiate the process and then they deliberate on the matter and they feel that the, pro- the, the process is fine or the legislation is fine. Egypt has begun delivering a million of fuel and to East, but our students a desperate electricity process will feel trapped in the a so the, the, the找- the or of Egypt and West willicit to the churches only waren the 15 for several months due to office churches. The believe that this precision the difficulties that heads你的 gunnemari and using Geschäftslage across a place that felt that suddenly obviously then Brenzonen хотя published this decision hurt the conflict. Let the leading judges continue and restaurant that has been run negative environment of African companies. That is because a number of the requirements in the to the, the cost of operating mines. The reason the economic the revived mining sector is will be, we'll be said companies such as Unlock American, Unlock Gold Agency, Goldfield, and Patrick Diamond will be negatively affected if the charter is implemented in its current form. I mean, our family hopes. does services published a research report? On South Africa's revisions to the country's mining charter, the report shows that the charter is implemented when there is cash flow and undermining companies' ability to continue to register debt. On June the South Department of Resources introduced a revised mining charter that requires South African mining companies to increase black shareholders' equity holdings to 30% from 26%. The first energy man is nominated to talks with the Russian counterpart Alexander in Moscow. The Russian's leading South delegation to the Atom Expo nuclear conference in Moscow, Russian energy group Rosicon, is once again the headline contender for South Africa's nuclear expansion project. So, I that they will award the contract by the end of the year. You know, I'm so glad that you can do the 5.4% in May, slightly about 25.3% in April. According to statistics South Africa, some food items such as meat, as it was called, beverages and sugar, growth a lifestyle increase in the illegal immigration. But you can look at statistics in Africa. In 2016, the average price for a of unleaded petrol was The average and for a and of diesel was 1.19 pounds. In the average price for a litre of unleaded petrol The average price for a litre of diesel The for a litre of The average price for a litre of
1: Thank you, and it's now time for your sports news.
0: Good evening, Spot Fans, with the latest to channel Africa Spot News at this hour. I'm Neto and ETO channel. Starting off with tennis news, South African world number four wheelchair tennis ace Lucas Sitoli easily advanced to the semi-finals of the French Open Super Series tournament, defeating unceded Alberto Corradi from Italy on Wednesday in Paris, France. Returning to Paris after missing the French Open last year due to flu and fever, Sitoli, a triple amputee from Newcastle in Guadeloupe-Natal, posted a stunning 6-2-6-3 victory over 56-year-old Italian world number 23. A 30-year-old next to meet American top seed David Wagner for the 37th the time in one of the fiercest and most competitive rivalries Wheelchair Tennis has ever seen. In their last meeting at the French Open in 2015, Sitola fell to the American world number 2, 6264, in the quarterfinals single semifinal. Still with tennis news, three-time Wimbledon champion Novak Djokovic, has accepted a main draw wildcard to play at the Aigon International in Eastbourne starting in June the 23rd. The organizers started this afternoon. This is the first time since 2010 that Djokovic will play a cross-court defined between the French Open and Wimbledon. Sepp, who turned 30 last month, dropped outside the top two in the world for the first time since March 2011, after a quarter-final defeat to Dominic Thiem at Roland Garros earlier this month. Djokovic will be joined by Francis Kyle Monfils, an American duo John Isner and Steve Johnson at the courts of the Devonshire Park ahead of the Wimbledon championships starting on July 3rd. In football news, former FIFA Secretary General Jerome Falky will have his appeal over his tenure back from football here by the Court of Arbitration for sport on October the 11th, said Blatter's former right-hand man was suspended in September 2015 over the 2014 World Cup ticket scam and was sentenced by the FIFA's ethics committee in February 2016 to a trophy year ban from football. The ban was reduced to 10 years on appeal before Falky claiming innocence, appealed to CAAS. Once displaced FIFA president, Blatter's chief lieutenant, Falky was sacked by FIFA over black market, World Cup ticket sales and suspect television deals. The 56-year-old who was also settled in Barcelona, where he and his wife set up an event management firm, is also the target of a serious criminal investigation into the resale of World cup tickets. On to Athletics News, the Beijing Olympics relay silver medalist Anastasia Kapachinskaya and two other Russian athletes were banned for four years today for doping. Kapachinskaya, Inga Abitova, and Denis Alexeyev were caught up for using the prohibited substance during a ball when their samples from the 2008 games were retested. The bans were announced by the All-Russian Athletics Federation, Russov. Kapachinskaya, who also tested positive for stanozolol, was part of the women's 4x400 meter relay team that came second in Beijing. Her retested sample from the 2011 World Athletics Championships in Diego also came back positive. Abitova took six in the women's 10,000 meters in China, while Alexeyev picked up a bronze in the men's 4x400 to bronze at yeah. And finally, in like news, British and Irish Lions players Dan Bikar and CJ Stender say they believe that their society is building in confidence after closing to a 34-6 win over a Chiefs in their 6th match. all game really, all so far like to of, the the, blues, uh, the game, it's just that. Like, an performance today, and on top of as, a so we'll thing, today we'll as a as a team. The performance on Tuesday came on the back of what many expected to be head coach Warren Gatland's preferred test team, suffocating the Maori All Blacks into submission in their 32-10 victory in on Saturday, June the 17th. I think we four three together now. I think to the for time now to show if uh to working and the games are working so I think on. Okay. on Tuesday, June the 20th, a different set of players responded with a similar crushing victory against an understand the GFC team who were without 10 players on national duty. Ketland side now head into the 3 test series against New Zealand that starts at the Eden Park in Auckland on Saturday, the 24th of June. Riding right some momentum. Just really, really good to put a little bit of pressure on the guys but like the focus now which is sad, I suppose whoever's involved evolved on like 23. Well, it's, not. it's our job to sort of, uh, a well, we um, so special outside. The Lions top squad were earlier criticised for the massive difference between the performances of the midweek and weekend teams. Thank you for tuning to Channel Africa, the voice of the African Afrikaners.
1: 1756 Central African Time Letter Kept Out of Stories. At least 42 people killed and dozens injured in the Central African Republic fighting between r- rival armed factions. Malawi's Anti-Corruption Bureau arrested Roads Agency Chief for allegedly awarding himself a contract. And that wraps up Africa Digest for today, for this hour rather, from myself, Spumanele Zondi, producer Luwanda Mohamitin, Kapodusa and the rest of the team. Thanks for listening. Info at does and email on SMS plus 27796957930. Tweet us channel Africa1. We leave you with Nghiaz Fela by Quest Antipacy.